Hello everybody and welcome to Sacktown Royalty After Dark, the number one post-game show on the Sacktown Royalty Podcast Network, hosted by, conveniently, the number five current host on the Sacktown Royalty Radio Network, Podcast Network, whatever kind of network. Hey, if the Kings aren't going to show up, I'm not going to show up either. And what better way to do that than on a podcast? But seriously, if... You remember Sacktown Royalty After Dark? I actually didn't do it last year. At first because of school, and then second just because I couldn't figure out how to get it going again. Uh, Sacktown Royalty After Dark is a post-game show I did on and off for a couple of years. I usually did it on video, which I still want to do again, but I just need to figure it out. I figure I'll just start it as a podcast, but basically, it's a very casual version of the podcast. I'll try to get guests on sometimes. I'll probably do a lot of solo ones too, because games end late and no one wants to do a podcast especially after a hypothetical 30 point loss to the Suns or something so yeah I'm, I'm probably gonna switch up the format a little bit in these episodes especially the first few kind of figure out what works what doesn't work if you have any ideas on what you'd like in this show like I said it's a very casual show probably talk about everything have a little fun go over some stats be a little shorter episodes probably t- 20, 25, 30 minutes, but hey, if there's a really bad game or a really good game, they could go longer, but I'm looking forward to this. But seriously, I would love some feedback on it, because I don't know exactly what I want to do with this show yet, as far as section to section. So yeah, I'm hoping to do this almost every game. I can almost guarantee you I'll miss some games. Especially if I'm at a game, it might be difficult to do this, but I might think of fun ways to be able to do it still there. Um, yeah, but I will try to make this a habit. Maybe I'll even figure out if someone else can be my backup so we can do this every game. But I would love to figure out how to get this live on YouTube. I have a couple ideas, but there's some complications with them, especially if I bring in guests. Because there are no good formats for just, like, interviewing someone and then recording a podcast out of it. Interviewing someone over a phone or Skype or anything is surprisingly hard, and if I add video to that, it could be even harder. If you've been listening to the podcast, you know I've had audio difficulties, and almost every single one has stemmed from the attempts to interview. I'm hoping this sounds good because I'm not doing this over an internet connection. I'm just doing bit speaking into a microphone. But, yeah, we will see how it goes. I'm looking forward to this season on this show because I haven't even started talking about the game yet and frankly I don't want to but you know it's post game show I should probably talk about the show if it were still in the video format I'd probably already be reading Paradise Lost or talking about a random song or something because that was my tradition on the other show which maybe I'll start doing if there's more losses like this because the Kings aren't going to show up in the first of 82 games. Why should I show up to this podcast? I think I already used that line, but oh well. Why should I? That was pathetic. There's no other way around it. First half was eh. It looked a little rusty. I could live with it. It wasn't that great outside of Buddy Healed. But that second half was pathetic. 
if they were just playing bad, that would have been different. But that looked like the 82nd game of the season when a team just doesn't care anymore. That looked like the Portland game last year. That looked like the years where our best players were like Ike Diogu at the end of the season. That did not look like a team coming off its best season in years go playing for a coach they're allegedly all bought into. That did not look like anything like that. That looked like a team who was a mess. That was bad body language. That was everything. And I am baffled by that. That was pathetic. I don't know any other word. That was just outrageous. That was a symphony of ineptitude. I do not understand how professional basketball players can get out there and put on a performance like that and sleep well at night. I don't take these personally. Hopefully Friday's game will be better, win or loss, but have some dignity, guys. Come on. We all had hope coming into this year, and you ripped that out in one game. Now, we're Kings fans. We're reactionary. I'm actually, like, not giving up on the season. I'm just speaking hyperbolically because that's what I do. But still, you really want to set the... You really want to set the table correctly when you're coming into a season. I think the Kings lost the first game last year, but it was like a well-fought game to the Jazz. And it, I was happy with it, if I remember correctly. This, if there's too many losses like this this year, we can stop thinking about 40 games and we can start thinking about where we are in the lottery again. That cannot happen. I'm not saying that will happen. Knowing the Kings, they'll hope they'll come out on Friday, put on a show. But they were playing like they did last year at the end of games. They are not playing like a team who is hungry for a win. They are playing like a team who assumes they're going to get a win, which is insane when you haven't had a winning season. But anyways, let's get into the nitty-gritty of this. Now, what I'm thinking, I might try this out for a couple episodes. What I'm thinking is give a little rant or praise or whatever at the beginning of the show when it's me alone. Give that little rant or praise, then maybe dive into the stats and all that afterward then I'm thinking I'll just do five highlights of the game highlights and lowlights whatever someone think of a creative name for that but that's what I'm thinking right away because believe it or not talking into a microphone is kind of hard by yourself I'm not a professionally trained radio host I'm trying to do the best I can I think I got a good 16 minutes without even cutting last time I did more when I did my own episode but I was able to do that, and I'm proud of that. But let's get into the nitty-gritty of this. Let me look at all these wonderful stats. I'll say the one positive on the night was Buddy Heald, but even that comes with a caveat, because he had a good half. He didn't have a good second half. Now, he finished the game on paper. 10 for 19, 28 points, 5 rebounds, 2 assists, 6 for 12 from downtown. On most nights, that's great for Buddy Heald, but... Once again, what I thought when he was given the green light, what happened is he had 22 points in the first half. And what the Kings need to do, maybe we were blaming Jaeger when it was, was a Kings thing. I don't know. What the Kings need to do in this situation is 
give the guy the ball and let him keep shooting. I forget how many field goals he had in the first half. I don't have that stat in front of me. If someone can recommend a good like quarter-by-quarter, half-by-half system, I'm going off the Kings app right now. But the Kings need to find the hot hand, whether it's Buddy Heald or someone else. They need to do that. And honestly, Buddy Heald's the only positive in this game. Now, Rashawn Holmes, Dwayne Dedman, I don't think they're going to be statistical beasts every night. They, I think they basically did probably not quite as good as I'd want them to do, but on a given night, I think their nights are fine. They did some sloppy plays, but I give them more of a pass getting used to a new system and all that, which I guess all the guys are doing, but still, some of them have played to each other. But I guess I will say they were semi-positive. I'll give them like a half-positive, begrudgingly. Now, the second thing... or I guess I'm just doing stats right now. I'm not even talking right now. But going through the stats, I'm really... I think Marvin Bagley had a little dead cat bounce at the end where he added to his points and rebounds. So 14-10 and 10 is good, but that was not what I wanted to see from his first start. Now, DeAndre Ayton is a beast. He was selected in front of Bagley for a reason. Doesn't always mean a player's better, but... They were comparable last year, I believe. And Ayton just looked like the better player now. Bagley's undersized, that doesn't help him, but... He needs to learn how to play against guys like that. He's starting now. He's going to be playing against the big boys, not the second units. And he needs to go out there and do his thing, which I believe he can. Even De'Aaron Fox. I We love and praise De'Aaron Fox. I love everything about him. But Let's see. What is this? Eight points, five assists, one rebound. That's terrible. I said last podcast that De'Aaron Fox defies stats. He did not tonight. He was next to nothing tonight. And as the point guard, he does take some of the blame from that. Now, I hated some of the rotations. I hated that we didn't adjust. We could talk about all that the other time or later in the podcast, but the players do get some blame too. Other than that, I think it's just a group effort. (laughs) Okay, let me go back. Harrison Barnes had a good first half. He had some forced things, but Harrison Barnes, overall, he was pretty low on the list of guys who held us back, so I will give him I'll give him the other half of the positive that I gave Deadman and Rashawn Holmes. Now the bench? Outside of Corey Joseph, I keep correcting myself here, but the bench outside of Corey Joseph was pathetic. All of them. Trevor Ariza getting the most minutes on the bench at 21 minutes is baffling. He was terrible tonight. Now, I'm not saying this is a bad signing because of that. I'm not. I. It's one game, but this is what I want from coaches. It's, he was bad. He was forcing shots. That's when you got to just pull that guy. You know, a lot of our guys, a lot of our guys, and I realize that you have to let some guys shoot through and he's a veteran so he could he could theoretically do that but he was holding the team back for a while he's not the problem he's not the team is at fault for the loss tonight it's not on one player i i do think it was a poorly coached game so we could put a heavy amount of the game on the coach but the players don't get a pass either they played terribly they were throwing passes to the ground they were stepping out of bounds they were doing all that now it's 
early in the season. Some of those are okay. But they finished the game with... Let me pull this up here. They finished the game with... With 26 turnovers. And that is inexcusable. Especially when they... On top of that, they had... How's this app work? Wow, the Kings have like a little prices right wheel. Maybe that's not new. I don't know. Yeah. They had almost two to one as, uh, turnovers to assist. And you typically want the opposite of that. Okay. Maybe not two to one. I read that as 14. It was 17. But the Suns had 31 assists. And a lot of those were because they got a lot of fast break opportunities. They killed us on second chance points and points off turnovers and all that they destroyed us there stuff that i thought would be better this year and could still be better this year i remember one year it wasn't the first game of the season but it was when i believe it was the season the kings won 17 games and the lakers were the favorites in the west and the kings blew them out by 30 so this can happen to the best teams that's 10 years ago whatever it was but I hate to use the Lakers as an example here, but, you know, things happen. This will be one game. If the Kings can do five great games, we'll just be laughing at this in a week or two. I'm already laughing because I'm a masochist and my own pain is amusing to me because I lost my soul. So here I'll do five takeaways from the game. Number one. Let Buddy shoot. Let the hot hand shoot. Let anyone shoot. We did this in the first half, and we stuck with them and eventually got ahead by 11 points doing this. We don't have to get an equal shot opportunity. Not everyone needs to shoot equal amount of times, especially when Buddy Heald's probably one of the five best shooters in the NBA right now. No, probably. He's one of the five best shooters in the NBA right now. So we have to get him the ball. And... Here's where I'll give him a pass for his second half. If he's the only hot hand, the defense can just pummel him. So other guys need to step up, make it so even if they're having limited shots, they can be good enough to get some of the slack on off of Buddy. That's what they need to do. Number two, rotations. Have some dynamic rotations. Don't be afraid to automatically pull the lineup that's not working. Now it's first game. I'm going to worry more if it's the 20th game and this is still happening. But there are a few times where we were letting some terrible lineups out there slide. Number three, Bielitsa needs to eat. I Last year it was like this. He'll have limited minutes this year. But last year Bielitsa was shockingly related to how good the Kings did. When Bielita did good, the Kings typically won the game. Now, maybe this year will be more trial by jury. That was a terrible way to describe it, but whatever. Maybe this year it will be Bielita, Deadman, Rashawn Holmes. When two of the three of them do good, will win the games. I don't know. But he had some ugly shots today. <laughs> he had at least two air balls that I saw. He had a couple good shots, but... He's kind of a strange X-factor, even if he's getting limited minutes. 
Number three, our bench. Trevor Ariza is 87 years old. He should not be getting 21 points when he's 21 points, 21 minutes when he's playing poorly. We can try those minutes elsewhere. We can take him out and get Bogdan more looks because Bogdan is the one we need to be leading our bench. If we're going to have one player playing through a poor performance, it's got to be him. Now, tonight, our entire bench was playing through a poor performance, save for probably Corey Joseph. But, it makes no sense. And I know this was a common, this was a common complaint from Lakers fans about Luke Walton. Was that he tends to give some of the veterans, his old teammate, mind you, conspiracy theory more minutes than they deserved and guys like Julius Randle who needed development suffered for it and the Lakers handled Julius Randle's development terribly I don't know if that's all on Luke but they handled that terribly I know there were issues last year too with like Rajon Rondo and stuff I believe he was the starter opening night which over Lonzo Ball which is hilarious because I hate the Lakers but I could see why you would hate that if you were a Lakers fan last year if Trevor Ariza is good this year, I'm fine with him playing 21 minutes. But when he's not doing good, he's a veteran presence. He does not need those minutes. If we're going to have a washed star on the court, star. If we're going to have a washed player on the court playing 21 minutes, it better be Corey Brewer, who the Kings still can sign, by the way. That's just a little extra right there. Number four. Play like you want to be there just do it they looked like a team that was checked out in the second half of the game I don't know if they were just taken aback by the Suns because I don't think the Suns played well I think that 30 point loss is basically all on the Kings now the Suns had some good plays there they have some good young players. DeAndre Ayton was great. Devin Booker wasn't even that good. But I think the Kings basically dug that hole themselves. And they cannot do that, especially against a bad team. Losing by 30 to, like, the Clippers whenever they play them is understandable. There should not be more than one or two games like this against teams like the Suns. Maybe the Suns are the Kings of last year. I don't know. But there's no excuse for this. They, have to, they should have been out there hungry tonight. I know that there was a home court atmosphere in the first game of the season. There was probably festivities everywhere. But they came out with understandable mistakes, in my opinion. They didn't play a good first half, but it was an understandable first half. But that second half, I, I'm ha <laughs> I sat there for a couple minutes after the game thinking, how am I going to do a podcast about this? How do I even put that into words? And it just comes down to effort. They have to want these games. I know they want the games, but they have to play like they want them, not like they deserve them. And the Kings play like they deserve games. And number five, I'm speaking to myself and other fans. It is game one. I'm mad about the game. I laughed about the game. I cried about the game. It is game one. Hopefully it's a learning experience. Hopefully these guys are embarrassed by that and they come out against Portland on Friday, which Portland had our number last year. The, no matter who their lineup was, they had our number last year. 
Hopefully they remember the last game they played before this that meant something against Portland, and they remember this one, the ones who are still on the team, and they come out there hungry. Prove all the people who are using this as fodder for, oh, this is going to be a terrible year. Prove them wrong. Make this just a funny memory in two weeks. Please, I beg you. Do it for the fans, but more importantly, well, I've said many times I'm a Hawks fan. Not really, but I'm a Hawks fan. Do it for the Kings fans, though. I'm just trying to be a, you know, an unbiased source. All that. I'm just here to speak to the fan base I love so well because I am a Kings fan fan. That makes sense. Just play with some pride, man. Please. And if you don't play with pride, you might as well be walking on the sun, to quote a famous poet. And there is my episode title. Yes, I thought of that beforehand. I thought about playing that off like I like I just thought of it. But no, I thought about that beforehand. So, deal with it. Anyways, on to the final segment of this show. Ask Sacktown Royalty After Dark. Or comment Sacktown Royalty After Dark. But in the future, if you have comments, questions, thoughts, prayers, whatever, just send them to hashtag STR After Dark. All one word because it's a hashtag. And I will answer some of them. My favorites. And I saw a good one already before this. So let's see. Our first one is a comment. Art. At apoet85 on Twitter says, This is clearly a revenge game for Kings picking Evans over Rubio. It's a good point. People don't talk about that much when, you know, the Kings... Actually, that was probably the right pick. But, you know, there's a guy named Steph Curry who the Kings and Timberwolves each passed over. That's fun. But Ricky Rubio clearly got the last laugh tonight. I don't know how that's the last laugh, but it's the last laugh. Let's look at some other questions. Um, M, at Lotus Prime on Twitter, asks, They won't commit 25 turnovers a game the whole year, right? No, they won't, because they'll do 26 turnovers a game. I think this is the question of the day. Doesn't mean it's the last one I'm going to read, but this is the question of the day right here. At I'm Good Lovin' Joy... Hoodie Darren asks, Is this life after Costa Kufis? I never wanted to imagine life after Costa Kufis, but if this is it, I want to go back to the warm embrace of Costa Kufis. Spencer Gregg at Spencer Gregg asks, When will the Kings stop being the Kangs? Who are some of the draft prospects this year? I will have Bryant West on to an episode to talk about the top prospects, because frankly, I don't know. What on earth were those rotations? I went over that already. Um, Someone just sent a GIF. That's the proper pronunciation, by the way. I don't care what the guy who invented it said. It's G-IF, not JIF. JIF is a peanut butter. GIF is an animated image. A graphical image. If I know. Sack Kings at Planet X Nick says... We're better than the Suns. We'll just have to beat them in the next three meetings. Hopefully. 
that I do believe were better, even if they lost by 30. So I guess it's kind of, I guess I can't say that. But I do believe we, I guess the Kings, whatever. I say we. What's the ideal player rotation for the Kings moving forward? Hopefully we experiment. And then if it doesn't work, we pull those experiments. That was my issue tonight. Not the experimentation. That still has to happen. But when it wasn't working, we could have used some more. I didn't see who didn't play tonight. But even if you have to pull someone from the end of the bench. Tonight might have even been a game for, I think Yogi Ferrell was activated. For a guy like Yogi Ferrell who has his issues. But throwing him in there might have given them a spark. Try something different. Finally, this will be the last one. At Cole Slagle says, We need Iman Shumpert back. I agree, but instead of Iman Shumpert, Corey Brewer. And with that, I will see you next time on Sacktown Royalty After Dark. I need to stop saying that. I keep saying I will see you next time on Sacktown Royalty After Dark. And no, I will not see you. And then last time I said, I'll hear you next time. But no, I won't hear you. You'll hear me. So you'll hear me next time on Sacktown Royalty After Dark. Sacktown Royalty After Dark. Sacktown Royalty After Dark. Sacktown Royalty After Dark.